When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Happy Monday. Ay, ay, ay. Hopefully you had a really great Easter weekend. Ugh. Like, Easter was one of those holidays that wasn't a really big deal to me as, like, a pseudo-adult. And by that, I mean, like past being a kid, but then it became bigger to me later. So first off, welcome back to Really Riley. I always like to say this now because I know there's so many of you newer listeners that didn't listen to Really Riley before. Um, Welcome. This is where I like to talk about all the things that are real, things that are going on with me, topics, issues, your issues, my issues. We're all in this together, right? That's where the whole we got this thing comes in. Um, And I know that not all of you that listen to me are parents, and some of you guys may not want to hear about the parent stuff, but I digress. This could be something that we all go through, whether we're a parent or not, dog parent, whether you're a sister, girlfriend, mother, professional, father, whatever it is. Um, I felt like a shitty mom this week. So my whole family has had a really big shift in things, some for the better and a lot for the worse too, um, in me not working in terrestrial radio anymore and having a really high-powered morning show job. And, you know, it affected things more than just financially because obviously that's there, um, but also just me as a person mentally and also like just me being around more. And I know most people are like, oh, well, they should love that. And you should love that being around the boys more. Of course I do. But it's also just a switch of like, sometimes I feel like a shittier mom because I'm not used to the day in and day out of motherhood. And I know I'm getting some eye rolls right now and that's okay. I'm just saying for me, when I entered into motherhood, I always entered it from this space that I was going to be this person, morning show radio co-host forever until I didn't have a voice anymore. And I never realized how quickly it would slide away. Now, granted, I am grateful that I get to see my baby Malin get up in the morning way more often than just on the weekends because with Lyric, I never got that. And those times like go by so fast. It's so crazy to look at them. Lyric's like eight feet tall now and Malin's like two going on 20, Um, especially them tantrums, my God. But it's been a mental switch for me and I can't say that my kids don't notice it, you know, because especially my oldest, Lyric, I was, you know, a single mom with him for three years. So it's like we kind of were in this together. I've told you guys before about the whole where we got this came from and it started with me, me being a single mom with him. So because I feel like that first one that you have is always the one that like grows up with you or at least, you know, if I was older having him, I was like 33. So I wasn't like a young kid by any means, but I was growing into motherhood or parenthood with the first one. And so 
I was the baby of the family, but a lot of times the older sisters in my family say that they get the shit end of the stick. You know, my husband, Marshall, was the oldest of three, all adopted, but he says he got the shit end of the stick too in terms of like, you're they're kind of like the guinea pig, the first one, which sounds terrible, but it's true. You don't know what the hell you're doing. You're like bringing up a little person to be a good person and a productive person. And, a, you know, in this family, we want them to be like go-getters and, you know, self-sufficient and all of this stuff. But in all that, I wanted to believe that I was giving up more time with them to give them a better life. And I'm still fighting for that. So thank you guys for listening to this podcast because it's you guys that are listening and sharing the podcast and leaving the reviews because those matter a lot when Apple wants to like, uh, what's the word, recommend your podcast or not. Um, and when I told Lyric for the first time that I got fired from radio, he was really sad. He was like, but I like you being on the radio. And I mean, it really sucks because it was like it just now or just before I got fired became the time where he was like proud of that. Like he was telling his friends and I don't think that that makes me a good mom or a bad mom, but I liked that he could see his mother successful. And it's not that I don't, think it's good for him to see me fighting for to keep my success and grinding no matter what. I do think there's a really valuable lesson in that. But there are certain things that fall away that I wish I could still give him. Like I wanted him to see me at Jingle Ball just once. To see me on that stage and have this big moment. Because I remember my first concert and I thought it was the biggest thing ever. NKOTB, I don't even want to say the year. <laughs> New Kids on the Block, for some of you guys that don't know that, look it up. Uh, Joey Murray McIntyre was my absolute fave. Named my first hamster after him. Um, but he didn't get to see that. You know, like, he wants to meet Marshmallow really bad because my husband, the fit Marshmallow on Instagram, loves Marshmallow. He was Marshmallow for Halloween. And I don't know that I can give him that now. You know, he'll ask me all the time, like, Mommy, do you know Taylor Swift? Or do you know this person? And I'm like, well, I've interviewed a couple of these people, but I don't know if I'm ever going to do it again. But that's not why I feel like a shitty mom because I'm still going to do my damnedest to give him amazing experiences that mean more than that, honestly. Because I always say, like, celebrities bleed just like we do. But kids don't know that. You know, like, kids love those big experiences. And it's more about, like, I always wanted to be the family that would be able to go on family vacations, like, once a year. Right now, that's not happening and I'm not the first 15th, 50,000th, 50 millionth mother family to go through this. But it's like I feel guilt about it in a sense because all of his little friends are like, what are you guys doing for spring break? And he didn't really have anything. Not that I didn't have little things planned throughout the week, but it was like, you know, his best friend's going to Puerto Rico and he's wanted to go to Puerto Rico forever someday. You know, another one of his friends was going to Florida. He loves Florida. My family's there. We'll go again, obviously, but, you know, dropping whatever thousand dollars, whatever the money is, to go on a family vacation just isn't something we can do right now. And I know, first fucking world problems, but the mom guilt is real because I thought I would be fighting for a life where I could give that to him. That all of those 20 years of getting up early mornings and no sleep and a lot of crap in the middle and moving around, leaving friends, leaving loved ones, not leaving him with a nanny instead of being there. Like I thought all of that would have been worth it because I would have been able to give him these experiences that he would never forget. And 
I'm going to get back there. We're going to get back there. But I just felt so shitty that I was like, well, I don't have anything like big planned for him. But then our new nanny started last week and he loves her, which I'm so grateful for. Because, you know, as I've told you guys, we were pretty scared and sad that we were losing our old nanny because she was a part of the family and a part of Lyric's life. And she will still be. But, you know, the first ripping off the Band-Aid and bringing a new person in is like jarring. And he stuck to her like glue the very first day. And I was like, yay. You know, so then the second day that she was or the third day that she was here or whatever, like I asked Lyric, like, hey, you know, do you want to go to the toy gym? Which that's what he calls it or has called it since he was little because he likes the playground in there because, you know, like McDonald's, Chick-fil-A doesn't they don't have the playgrounds anymore. And our little tot lot in our neighborhood's kind of baby for him now. And he sees some of his little friends from when he was in preschool and he loves it. He always wants to go, jumps the chance. <sighs> well, this week when I asked him to go, he's like, no, no, thank you. And that was the first time I'd ever heard Lyric like not want to do something with me. And heart broke a little bit. And I knew that day was coming, but lately he's been asking me for more and more time. Can we have a me and you day? And I'm like, okay, it's spring break. Well, perfect time to like, go do this. Like I'll figure some stuff out. I have a couple of candle orders that I have to get done, but I'll like stay up later and figure it out. And I was just like, we'll go and, you know, go to the toy gym. And he didn't want to do that. So I was like, okay. But then there was our local library had this like little critters like thing where they're going to bring in like, I don't know, ferrets or whatever. And you have to pet them. It was free and it was right up the road. So it's like, Ooh, Lyric, do you want to go do that? Cause we recently went to a birthday party where there was like snakes and they got to hold them and he's all about it. And he's like, um, no, thank you. And he was like, I just want to spend time with Morgan. I mean, great. Part of me was like, woo, like you're, you like her. That's amazing. Like blessings on blessings on blessings. And I'm, I still think that, but my heart crushed a little bit. So, you know, I left that day and used the time that we had allotted to like go, you know, drop some things off at the post office, do the errands and try to be grateful of the fact that I like was able to do that without kids hanging on me you know, cause that's always fun. But then I just felt so bad. And I was just like, okay. I texted Annie. I was just like, well, do you want to see if like we can take Lyric? Cause I thought maybe the reason he didn't want to go is that Malin would have to go with because Malin is insane and we love him. He's our adorable little maniac, but like he's in that mega tantruming phase that I'm that mom all of a sudden, the one that can't control her child and gets the stares. Like I would never let my child act like that. Oh, shut up. You know, like I thought that too. <laughs> I'll I'll be straight with you. Like when Lyric was little, he was so chill. And I know it's a second child syndrome, but I never judged other moms because I know how bad that sucks to have your kid going through a tantrum. But I would always think in my head, like as naive as I was being a first time mom, like, oh, well, you know, I would just handle it differently. You can't handle a toddler that is thrashing and riling around like a damn little mini alligator and headbutting you because yes he does that and throwing himself on the floor like you just have to handle it however you're going to handle it and I don't handle it well like I'm not used to it and also like being thrust into the whole like pseudo stay-at-home mom thing slash still trying to be this high-powered professional and provide for my kids it's a mind fuck uh, you know and I want to be better for them and I was getting to a space where I was able to like breathe through the tantrums and figure out different ways. But then I also think about Lyric that it's like, 
he is that first child getting the shit under the stick a little bit because it's like he has to sometimes give up a toy that he likes and he's the best big brother ever. Like you guys always comment this on Instagram that it's like he's the best and he is. He's so sweet. He's so kind to little kids. And I wanted to have some me and him time so he felt that specialness because that's got to have been crazy for him too to be the only one for three years with me and then another two with Marshall. And once the excitedness of having a little baby brother wears off then they start to like want more time with you. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this time. And for him to not want to go with me, just oh, sucked, sucked bad. And when I texted her and I was like, she's like, well, Lyric said he wants to go with me. And I'm just like, oh, like, okay. But then I didn't feel so bad because I guess he changed his mind and didn't want to go at all. And when I came home, they were running around and shooting each other with Nerf guns. And that was awesome to see that he has like a little playmate like that. It was so good to see him happy and excited because he was so sad about the nanny leaving, you know? And I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to make this Easter really great. And I made him little like custom shirts with my cricket that said hanging with my peeps or chilling with my peeps. And I like let him pick out like the graphic and the sunglasses on the peeps. And he was excited about it. Periodically through my dollar store extravaganzas when I'm looking for stuff in there, because I've always been a dollar store diva. But, um, Dollar Tree, Dollar Twenty Five store. When are they going to change that name? Anyway, whole nother subject. But I got them lots of little things. So I like I've always been able to make like not a lot of money things be big things and look nice. And I was very excited to give him these things. We had an Easter egg hunt in our neighborhood planned because they do it every year. That's what I love about our neighborhood. Beyond the beautiful house, like. I just love the people here and the community and how it's like a little village. Like there's not one house on our street that doesn't have like three kids. I mean, maybe, maybe there's one that, you know, but even those people are like always looking out for the kids in the neighborhood. So it's great. And I was really excited about that. So we had all things like Lyric. He didn't have a, a soccer game and that sucked because the first one he had was rained out. And then the second one was like, you know, Easter. So he's very, he wants like soccer is like his solace. It's his everything. And I love that. that He has that outlet to be active and focused and all of that. So I was hoping that this Easter egg hunt would be like great. And not that it wasn't. It's just, we, of course, because Madeline was having a fit, like we got there at 1115. Well, the year before it was at 11 and we had gotten there at 11 o'clock on the dot. Cause I was being a psycho about, you know, time. And I usually am. Because when you work in radio for 20 years and you watch a clock for your profession and you have to be on time, otherwise you cost the station money, you know how long a minute is. I mean, you can like, oh, I got two minutes. I can go to the bathroom real quick, pee, wash my hands, grab a bite of food, like, and still have time to like fix my hair before I have to get on the air. And this was the first year that I was like, you know, I am not stressing about time because I always stress everybody out with stuff like that. Like, I'm always the one that just has to be there. I don't like making people wait. And they had said when they put out like everything for the Easter egg hunt that they were first going to let the little kids go, the little toddlers, which would have been Malin and the big kids. And I was like, okay, great. So we'll have like a little bit of time maybe because Malin just likes to run after his brother. (sighs) But then this was the one year that Malin was into it. And Malin is crazy, like I said. So it's like, we didn't know how that was going to go. Well, we get there and there was no egg left. And it was like 15 minutes in. And seriously, like I'm not like upset at the people that like put it on because they don't have to do this. They did a great job. It's just the people that normally run it 
were out of town, so it was run a little bit differently. And I was like, oh, no, there's, like, no eggs. And we weren't, like, the last people there or anything. Like, there was a bunch of other families coming, too. And Lyric, so sweet. Like, he got, like, four eggs, made the best of it, gave them to his brother. And then I just felt bad because they had some crafts set up. We're trying to do the crafts. Well, of course, Malin's freaking out because he just wants to run everywhere and go into the parking lot and everywhere he shouldn't. Poor Lyric's trying to make a craft. He sees the Easter Bunny, gives him a hug, and Malin's freaking out. So, of course, we have to go again. And I'm like, dang it. You know, like, Lyric loves holidays. And what I was telling you about before about Easter not being a big deal to me until I became an adult is, like, it was one of those holidays where you didn't fly home for Easter. You know, you, you flew home, at least me, money-wise and whatever. Like, you flew home for Christmas, Thanksgiving, you, you know, maybe a birthday or somebody having a wedding or a birth or something like that, but you didn't fly home for Easter. So a lot of those Easter's I would spend alone. I'd never celebrated it. And there was one Easter that I made the effort to go home or I like had a job, something or another, something to do with work that was there. So I was there. And I remember thinking like Lyric was running around and getting eggs with his little cousin. And I was like, damn, like these are those holidays that when you have kids that like, those are the ones you make a big deal about. So that's why I was like super disappointed that Lyric was sad about the eggs. So I was like, okay, we're going to pivot and prevail, like I like to say. And I knew that I had extra eggs downstairs. I knew I had extra candy. So I was like, okay, mommy to the rescue. I said, mommy's going to hide some eggs in the yard and we're going to find them. Like we're, I'm, and he was so excited. He's like, okay, mommy, you'd be really sneaky with these. So I had, I still had candle orders I had to get done and that was my time to do them. While now Malin was napping, but I was like, you know what? Screw it. You never get these moments back. So I hit him and I was super sneaky about it. And then as we were going outside, excited, Lyric, I he the jacket that he was putting on was like, he's like, Oh, this is this makes me really hot. And I was like, Okay, well, where's your you know, your Marvel jacket? He had this awesome Marvel jacket that my mom had gotten him last year that was like perfect for spring. And he's like, Oh, well, um, and I was like, Did you lose it? And I knew at that moment he'd lost it. And he was like, well, I still have this one. <sighs> so something about that made me mad and made me sad at the same time. Because this is something with Lyric that he loses stuff constantly. And here's the thing. Do I think he's spoiled? No. Do I think that he's blessed in that a lot of people other than me, like my mom and you guys, I love you so much for the things that you send the boys. Like, honestly, Shout out to Randy. He sent the boys like the biggest package ever. And Malin got stuff in there. Like Lyric got some really awesome soccer things. I think I told you about this in the fam mail um, podcast a couple down. But Malin got like pajamas in there. And I was like, oh my God, yes. Like I was so grateful because I was like, he needed that. Like it's not like I'm not grateful for all the toys and things like that. But it was like, okay, yeah. Because in my head I have this like money counter now. I don't have a steady stream of paychecks coming to me. I have been blessed by every single one of you guys that have bought a candle. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean it when I say you guys make my life possible in so many more ways than one now. But in my head, I was like, damn it. I was like, not only was that jacket awesome and would have saved it forever, you know, because it was like old school Marvel and had the Marvel in the back with the characters written in the letters. But I was also just like, I, I always have that thing in the back of my head that thinks that way now. And I need to quit it because what you think about, you bring about. And I put it on my vision board that 
the podcast and House of W, the candle company, is going to float my family. And I put it on my vision board last year that like your paycheck is going to be your play money soon. And I still believe that. But that little devil on my shoulder <laughs> that I ward off with my crystals just says that to me sometimes. And I got mad. And I was like, damn it. And he's like, well, mommy, like I have this one. And I was just like, that bothered me too. Because I was like, oh, because you have that one, you have another one to lose. But it's not his fault. And I don't want him to feel that way. I don't want him to have what's called money noise. Bethany Frankel said that. That wasn't mine. But she said it in her book. A couple of her books she mentioned it. I think it was coming from a place of yes. That like ever since she was little, she had money noise. Because her mom was always struggling with things. Like my mom was a single mom. And I'll never forget the stories of like, when she would get a roaster chicken at Publix and that would have to last us a week. Like ramen noodles and hot dogs was like a meal. My sister and I, you know, shared a birthday party and it's like, okay, so what? We still had a birthday party. Like at that age, I didn't know that we were sharing a birthday party. Like she made it so special and fun, however small it was. And the birthday party was just a cake and like friends singing happy birthday and maybe a present because she was on like food stamps when we were younger. And I remember noticing the difference one year when she married my stepfather that raised me for a while. Um, one year he came for Christmas and all of a sudden there was all these presents under the tree. And I remember looking through all of them and all of them said from Jeff at Merry Christmas. And I remember there's only one under the tree. It was one of those golden books. This is showing how old I am because I don't even know they have these anymore. But you could get them at like the supermarket or at the Dollar Tree or like wherever. And they just had like the golden like a uh, like spine. And I I hate this moment in my life because I looked at my mom, even though I was like five. And I said, Mommy, is this the only one you got us? And she was crushed. And I, until that moment, knew no different that we didn't have all this out in the third because she kept us clean. She kept us clothes. She kept us fed. We had a roof under our head. I had my mom and my sister. And that was good. But then I realized at that moment that she didn't have a lot of money, even at five. And now that woman has done so well for herself and her life. And, you know, now she goes on like all these extravagant vacations and travels and, you know, Granted, she fucked up a lot when I was a kid. But she always prevailed. She always figured it out. I mean, there were, we've already talked about a lot of the things in my childhood that were ugly, but I do remember that about her. And I don't want Lyric to ever have that feeling. And it's not about like monetary stuff. It's just when I fought so long to get to a certain space in life, it sucks to everything they would have to lose it. Like it's an everyday fear of mine. That like, what if someday we lost this house? And that was a very real fear of mine the day I got fired to have nothing in front of me. And, you know, I was going to be radio forever. Right. You know, and granted I pivoted and prevailed, but you know, it's, it's a build. It's a s slower build than, you know, would make any mother of two comfy financially. Um, but then I felt shitty for yelling at him because this isn't, our burdens are not their burdens as kids. So I was like, okay, well, we're going to go out and we're just going to get over this moment and you're going to look for it in the lost and found when you go to school. And then we're just going to move on. But then Lyric's a little person. 
He's not like the baby, like Malin, where you get upset and then three seconds later it's over. Like they internalize that shit and I should do better. And <laughs> trust me, I get fidgety when people tell me do better, but I can self-reflect and go, yeah, you should do better. So we did the egg hunt and that was really fun. And then, you know, they went down to bed and the Easter bunny was coming and I tried to make it as special as I could too. Because every year we put out the jelly beans, the Easter bunny puts out the jelly beans for the, we call them bunny poops and it leads up to his Easter basket. Because I always remember my mom when I was younger, she would do that. Like she would hide the Easter baskets in the house. And I always thought that was so like special, even when we were like 12. And this year, Malin was very into it and he was, you know, getting the jelly beans and Lyric was being so sweet, even though that was like his tradition first, he was all about it. And he loved all the little things that he got in his Easter basket. And I was so excited about that. And I was able to like personalize it because at the Dollar Tree, they have freaking like Baby Yoda body wash and he loves Baby Yoda. I was like, score, you know, and I was able to find him. If you ever heard about this app called Timu, oh my God, it's so good. And it's very quick. It's like Shein, but quicker. They had like these little baby Yoda black obsidian crystals. He loves crystals like his mama, which makes me very proud. So I got him one of those and like a peace sign one. He was obsessed with it. And I was like, okay, mommy, win. Woo. You know, so having felt super guilt about everything, like the spring break and all that, I was starting to feel better. But then like I had forgotten to tell you this too. Earlier in the week, it was his fun run for the school so you donate and I guess like the school matches it and like Lyric had been bothering me to donate and he, I can't wait to donate mommy and telling me all these kids that like had donated and like I love donating to the school but it's like okay well that's another bit of money that like all right I wasn't planning on spending that but you know what like you give to receive and I believe that so I was like okay well I'll give like 20 bucks. And then my mom gave 30. I was like, well, that's great. And then Marshall gave some. So then, <laughs> thank you, listener fam. Randy, our freaking like, I'm gonna call him Uncle Randy or like Angel Randy or something. He's been a longtime fan. Like he donated a chunk. And I was just like, oh my God, it's like so overwhelming. And I'm so grateful for that because Lyric was so damn excited that like, he and it's great because it's donating it's doing something for the school so it teaches them a valuable lesson too like he ran all like the max laps I guess that you could run is like 38 laps in the whole competition or whatever and he was all proud of himself but then our neighbors and I love them they are like literally the best neighbors in the world they're literally that part of that village people that would do anything for anybody such great people and they have three kids but they're so giving and they're like, if you ever need anything, we're here to help, da 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 You know, because we don't really have any close family around that are close. Like we have family that can help, but they have like four grandchildren and Marshall's sister is amazing. We'll come sit with the boys, but she lives in Annapolis. So, you know, a lot of times we, it takes a village and, you know, that village so sometimes happens to be people that, you know, you just got really lucky to have as neighbors, like really lucky to have as neighbors. And they sent me pictures of Lyric and it was so damn sweet because he looks so happy. And they're like, oh, we don't know if you were here. We didn't see you, but we got pictures of Lyric. I'm like, how fucking thoughtful. These people are, are awesome. But then, of course, my little devil showed up on my shoulder. And I'm like, what the fuck? Riley, like, what? How did you not know about this? Like, I knew about the fun run. Obviously, I was donating, but I didn't know you could go. And that's where I feel like a piece of shit. Because 
I was never the mom that could go there. I remember, oh, what is it, like six years ago, I was on the air and it was donut day for like moms. And I remember talking about it to Kane. And he's like, well, what are you doing here? Like, why aren't you there? And I was like, well, but I have to be on the air. And he was just like, you know, get out of here, go. And I showed up and I think Lyric was like three. And he never got the parent there. So when I opened the door, I have a video on it way, 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 way down in my Instagram. But he put down his little milk and like rustled through a bunch of people and went all the way around the classroom and ran and gave me the best hug. And he was so excited to have me there and just have donuts. So then this year when I got fired, right after I got fired, like a week or something, it was like a donut day with parents. and. I showed up and I was so excited and I was so happy to be there with him. And we were like coloring the little donut colored things and talking to his little friends. And he was so excited. And he's like, mommy, can you stay the whole day? And I was like, no, babe, they don't let you do that. And he's eating his donuts and it's like 30 minutes. And he looks up at the clock and it was 9.15 and he starts crying. And I'm like, baby, what's wrong? He's like, you have to go soon. And I was like, but baby, like I'm here. Like, let's enjoy this time we have. And he was just sad leaving. You know, and then there was like a chaperone teacher day and no lie, like, (laughs) I don't care if you shade me for this. Like, that's my version of hell. Like being the person that has to watch over, not my kid, but like everybody else's kids and be responsible for them not getting lost. Uh, Like, I love kids, but a bunch of kids, like God bless his teachers. Y'all are freaking unsung heroes because I, I love kids, but not that much. I want to keep mine alive. I don't want to be responsible for keeping 20 others alive. (laughs) But I wanted to do it for Lyric. And he was so damn excited when I said I was going to put my name in for it. And I didn't get it because, you know, a lot of people volunteered. They're like, well, maybe next time. And, you know, we're halfway through the year. And I don't know if they're going to have anything else or whatever. But, like, I felt like an asshole that I didn't know about this fun run thing or that you could be there. Because that would have been really cool to see that. And he's such a little athletic guy. And he loves, he's like a competitive person with himself. He doesn't really like get into competing with other people. But he's competitive with himself. So I have no idea where he gets that from. He's not like his mother at all. But yeah, I felt like a jerk that I wasn't there. And again, I'm not the first 15th or 50 millionth mother to feel this mom guilt. But... I really hope one day he knows that all of this was for him and for Malin. I think he's going to feel it a little bit more because he was the OG baby boy when I was a single mom and all that. And I don't tell him those stories now, but one day I will. And I just don't want him to look back on his childhood and be sad about it. Because there's so much more in all of that than like I could even get into in one podcast of the things that like I feel like he's missed out on. Because I know that there's nine to five parents that can't go to this stuff at all. Any either. It's not even about like having to be on a morning show and being the voice behind a mic. But like that they have a job that they can't go to the school and do that. They can't volunteer. They can't do that. You know, but now because of the fact that I like don't have an on the clock type of job. Not that radio ever was. That was, you're there all the damn time. 
<laughs> no matter what, like you're on call for an interview, whatever it is. Like that's a, it's a, I used to always say radio is not a job. It's a lifestyle. And it a hundred percent is, but did not be there at the fun run. was like, you idiot. And I know people are going to say like, don't be so hard on yourself, but I want to be hard on myself at least because in this space in life, I felt like for more reasons than just shit being toxic and like I, I guess God and the universe have better plans and bigger plans for me than where I was. I think that this was my time to soak up my kids being little because it's over in five fucking seconds. So for me not to be there was like, mom, fail. Like, what am I doing? But what am I doing? I'm down there doing candles, which I love. That's I'm so proud of where this business is going and where it's come from in less than a year. It's, it's amazing what I've manifested and I don't begrudge it at all. But I just felt like I wasn't, I dropped the ball, you know? And, you know, today we had a really great Easter. We woke up, Marshall made Easter breakfast. We went over to Marshall's cousin's house, which we love their house. We love the family members and friends that were there. He loves all the little kids that are there. And he got to do his egg hunt and he got like, like his cousin, uh, she like doesn't even have kids, but she's so great with like the details and getting stuff for them and making a big deal about them, you know, and usually I don't go anywhere without a hostess gift and I didn't have time to make one. So I felt a little fail there, but that doesn't mean I can't, you know, make up for it and do it later and say thank you with a thank you card because I probably will. Um, but it was a nice day, and I, I just I was watching Lyric, and he was playing with all the little kids. He has this one other little cousin that's like four or five months older than Lyric, or than Malin, and he was like picking him off off the ground when he fell and wiping his little bottom off for him and just walking around with him because Malin's too damn independent now. You know, like he'd do it for Malin if he would allow him, but the way he was so gentle and taking care of these little kids and such a sweetheart. And when we walked in, there was one... Um, she's the cousin's grandmother and Lyric walked up. I look over and he's giving her a hug like voluntarily. And he'd met her like three or four times before, but he was being so sweet and respectful. And I was like, I might be doing something right. (laughs) And so today I felt a little bit lighter and a little less mom guilty, you know? So then this week, we're going to go take him to see the Mario Kart movie. He doesn't know that yet because he asked me about it because your girl has had a gift card for that for like a year that Marshall and I got for our anniversary. Maybe <laughs> I don't know, but we've had that there forever. And I'm like, yes, okay, cool. Something I can do. And then Wednesday, we're probably going to go hike Sugarloaf Mountain because the last time we went there, I was five, four or five months pregnant and Lyric was like scared to do some of the climbing on the rocks and Marshall had literally just started to be able to do anything more vigorous when he, after his avascular necrosis, like hip grafting. So neither one of us could pick him up. Like he was scared and I wanted to, but I'm like, I can't be, I know you can pick up your kids when you're pregnant, but like I was a little afraid because we'd had lost one before and this was our rainbow baby and I just I know I have deadlifted in the gym whatever at that point I was a little like when I was pregnant I deadlifted I worked out all the time but I was just a little afraid for some reason because I'm also too like okay well what if I pick up lyric and I fall I digress but 
this time when we go back, I wanted to be there with him and have a great hike and then maybe take him for ice cream afterwards and just spend that time with him. Because he's going to be 15 years old and hate me in literally five minutes. He better not hate me. He better always be my little buddy. But I realize I'm real hard on myself and that can be a great thing or a really shitty thing. I hold myself to a certain standard that I don't want to let go of that. I don't want to not always be like, this is the standard, you fucking go get it. But I need to give myself a small break because I didn't realize just how much mentally losing my job would affect me. And then it affects my kids and my husband. Like a lot, somebody said like, oh yeah, Riley's crying. She's not the first person to ever lose her job. I didn't say that I was, thanks. But the way that I gave my entire soul to that career, it's, it's the same in everything that I do. I don't do anything by halves and especially not that. And man, like I, <laughs> give me 11 years and I'll tell you the story of what I gave up in terms of lyric to be here. And you guys, I'm not being vague either. Like <laughs> if I can say it, I will. If I legally cannot, I won't. Got me? So I'm just saying, the mom guilt crept in this weekend, but all's well that ends well. I think, I hope, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I have a very, 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 very important interview coming up for you guys. Either this week or next week. Because I know that you guys said the same thing to you. I was teasing you in this interview last Friday, and I hope you guys love that podcast because I never thought that I would be behind the same mic with this person because I don't want to give it away because a lot of you guys have said you're going to go listen to it. But the reception you guys have gave me and like the way that, like, oh, my God, to hear you guys behind a mic again together is so great. And it was, and it reignited me in so many ways. So thank you for listening to that. If you have not, go back and listen to it. Um, But this podcast that I am going to debut is a little bit harder to listen to in terms of the topic. And it's one of those ones that I'm a little scared, honestly. I know that said I was scared of the last one because that was more me just nerves like, oh, they like it. But this one has a really important, important message. And it's one that I have not been able to broach ever in my career because the vein of radio that we did was lighter. And I still love everything that I did before, but I want to go deeper. I want to help more. I want to bring light to things that are a little bit harder to stomach, a little bit harder to talk about sometimes. You know, that's that, that saying, Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Like, I don't even know that this is a responsibility thing for me, but it's like, um, it's going to be really poignant, I hope. Maybe a little triggering for some, for a lot but important nonetheless because it's a subject that a lot of people won't touch, but I'm going to do it because we really Riley, you know? All right, y'all. I really hope that you don't hate me for me ranting about my mom guilt for 40 minutes, but I love you guys so much for listening. And honestly, you guys, thank you for being in my corner in every way possible. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for commenting on it. 
Thank you for telling me what you do and don't like. Please don't stop that because honestly, you you know better, you do better. You can only grow if you allow that in. And I really appreciate it. Like still getting the website together because I've had a few hitches there. I am still getting the live podcasts and live events together for this year. A couple of hitches there, but we're still trucking. Uh, it's just, it's definitely fun starting over and like, I love doing things by myself because if it succeeds, then it's everything me. And if it sucks, it's also everything me, but then I'm okay with that. But thanks for being here with me. Seriously. Um, yeah, I will talk to you on Wednesday with Ask Riley. I got a really good one. And I also am going to bring back the show me the ring segment that I used to do on air that you guys love so much that I also did on this podcast Side note, congratulations to my girl that was on with, oh my God, the show me the ring because she's pregnant with her rainbow baby. Congratulations, boo-boo. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Um, but yeah, lots of big things coming, lots of good things planned and no more went went about the mom guilt, at least for now. <laughs> I love you guys longest. Um, hit me up at really Riley, um, podcast at gmail.com for the email. If you haven't asked Riley, please send it to me. Uh, the text line is 410-604-8895. Then Riley Couture on Instagram, R-A-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. Um, that's also Facebook. TikTok's Riley Couture 7. Twitter's Riley Couture 5. Oh, blah, blah, blah. So many channels. Oh, and um, House of W by Riley is the candle page if you want to go check them out. I love you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you on Wednesday. It's really Riley. <laughs>